Number one, you need to be very familiar with the 10 mile radius around your house. That probably doesn't include Ukraine or Russia. <laughs> the reason I say that is when you look outside, that's your world. Literally, I do the same thing. I look outside, I climb out of the bunker, put my head up like a groundhog. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Hey, everybody. This show is confirmation that you're not crazy. The collapse is accelerating. Our guest is going to articulate why. But first, I wanted to ask you a question. How many of you in your family budget have a line item for litigation? Oh, that would be zero people. Nobody I've ever met. And as an attorney, if you do have a line item for litigation in your family budget, I want to talk to you because I could figure out some lawsuit we could file against somebody. But no, I'm just kidding. My point is, is nobody budgets for legal costs. And if you're involved in a self-defense shooting or stabbing or bludgeoning with a hammer, who knows what it could be. You're going to have some legal costs. You're going to have criminal defense costs. Even if you're completely innocent, um, you, you have to treat it like the police treat it. They treat every death as a potential homicide until they can rule it out. What you need for this is insurance. And the way to do that is U.S. Law Shield. This is a magnificent company. There are other folks that do this kind of coverage. And quite honestly, I'm a lawyer, I can compare coverages, I can tell you that in my opinion, US Law Shield is the way to go. So the way to get a hold of them through us is to go to our website, which is prepping2-0.com, 2-0.com, and go on to the Friends and Affiliates page, click on the US Law Shield logo, and uh, see if this product is right for you. And if it is, they uh, they kick us a little bit back and we, uh, we, we get to pay our bills that way. We have, uh, you know, bills to pay with this show. And um, I, I should tell you that the cost of it is about a hundred bucks a year. So I like to give folks an idea so they can decide if they want to spend their time and click on the button. So U.S. Law Shield, highly recommended. Go ahead and give them a look on our friends and affiliates page. The other thing I wanted to mention is we are on a brand new network. It's not a new network, but we're new to it. It's the Firearms Radio Network. The website is firearmsradio.net. They have 23 shows. And guess what the shows are about, Shelby, on the Firearms Radio Network? Knitting. No, no, that's not correct. Prepping and guns and stuff. Exactly. Mostly Good. guns. We're, we're okay. the prepping show on there. But okay. there is quite an overlap. If you're mm -hmm. in the 2A community, the gun lifestyle... Odds are pretty good you're, you're a prepper and, and vice versa. They have 23 shows. They have this cool thing where you hit one button on their website and you can subscribe to all 23 shows of theirs at once on whatever platform it is you like listening to, maybe on Apple or whatever it may be. Every show, we're going to spotlight one of their 23 shows. That'll be coming up in a few minutes. And uh, we'll be guests on some of their shows. And when we are guests on their shows, instead of you having to go and look and find it, what we'll do if you're a Patreon, candidly, another benefit of being a Patreon is that uh, we'll put up the shows we're on on the Firearms Radio Network as a Patreon post. So it's very easy to find that. And then also we keep talking about it, but it's getting bigger and bigger. It is the Picnic Palooza in Missoula. And that's our listener appreciation slash celebration of life uh, picnic at a very nice facility in Missoula where you can... Um, you, you know, it's great for the kids. There's a park. Um, covered pavilion. Covered pavilion. It's going to be very nice. It is July 30th. More information on that is on the, uh, the it's, there's a Patreon post about it. But, you know, you can send us an email if you really need the information. That's Well, and we'll keep, we'll keep talking about it from yeah. now until July. Exactly. It's going to be great. If you're planning a family vacation and, you, and you've ever considered coming to Western Montana, which you oughta, because you're going to end up moving here. Yellowstone, so just, Glacier. Yeah, just, just understand that when you come here to visit, you're going to end up moving here. So, you know, factor that in. It's going to be a really good time. It's going to be a chance for us to personally thank you, to meet you, and personally thank you for all the prayers, the thousands of prayers that you guys gave uh, Shelby and me when I was on the ventilator and with the cancer too. There were plenty of those sorts of prayers. Mm -hmm. We wanted to meet you guys and thank you personally. And we thought what better way to do it than to throw 
a picnic palooza in Missoula. Well, let's get into it. I wanted to introduce our guest to you, John from The Prepared Mind. He has a YouTube channel called, believe it or not, The Prepared Mind. The reason I know about him is he did an episode years ago on the Golden Horde. And it's the idea that there are going to be people primarily from cities pouring out in a collapse situation, coming to where you live and wanting your stuff. And it was so captivating. I, I saw it. It came up on my YouTube feed sort of randomly. And I watched it and I thought, I got to subscribe to this guy's channel. And I continue to be a subscriber, continue to watch his, his posts. He does about an hour uh, video every single day. He's also... Uh, with the Prepared Mind Club, which is uh, the preparedmind.club, which is a membership benefit um, site that he has. And he's also got a Patreon channel. So with all of that, I would like to say hello and welcome John from the Prepared Mind. Uh, hello, Glenn. Hello, Shelby. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, our mission is to reach out and get as many people aware and prepared as possible. Awesome. And you just answered my first question, which is what is the channel all about? So give us a little bit of history. How long have you been doing this, John? Oh, thank you, Shelby. Um, I tell you what, I've been prepping, we'll say actively since 1984. I was 14 years old and I, I picked up a magazine. And since you're into the 2A movement, I picked up uh, an American Rifleman. And inside that star, uh, was an article uh and it was kind of a, a futuristic look. A father and a son were walking out into a field in some rural area, and they were going to bury his 1911 because the government was coming to take guns. And I thought, and I just learned, you know, the uh, the Second Amendment. I learned the Constitution. You had to, we used to have to pass such things to get through uh, eighth grade. Anyways, I said, you know, that's that's terrible. I need to I need to start thinking about this. And uh, that's about when I started paying attention. I believed that America was the greatest nation on earth. And I, I still believe we have that potential, but things seem to be deteriorating over the years. In my twenties, I became much more active uh, when the Clintons were elected. I know everyone loves Bill and Hillary and their ilk. <laughs> and um, then Y2K came about. And I thought, good golly, if they shut off the grid, if we lose uh, our, our semi, I mean, compared to today, our, our semi-internet connected world, we could have trouble. So I became a much more active prepper then. And I was aware of um, such things as false flags and, and because we had survived the um, Waco debacle and the Ruby Ridge debacle, which is up there by you, by the way, up in Idaho. Mm -hmm. And uh, since then, uh, you know, I've continued to prep. I moved my family when it was very young into rural extreme Northern California and uh, built a bunker there for the family. Uh, <clears throat> the kids have since grown and left the nest. And, um, but, uh, you know, as, as time progresses, I'm seeing more of the things that I feared coming to pass. In 2013, in December of 2013, I was advised by a friend, maybe you should start talking to people on YouTube instead of going to their their channels and, and sharing your thoughts. You have a, a big message to share. And so this is what I've been doing and uh, the show has become very popular on YouTube. Uh, we're on a bit shoot, several other social media sites, Facebook, as you said, the prepared mind dot club is our store. That's actually open to the general public. Uh, but Patreon, our Patreon channel is a subscription. Uh, but YouTube every day, uh, we share everything that we create and, uh, it's just on a little time delay behind. So the, the patrons get, they get the, the juice, the new stuff right up front every day as it's created. But uh, it gives you a little bit of a look at how long I've been around. And, uh, oh, yeah, I was also a Marine, an active duty Marine back back uh, in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. <laughs> well, the, the title of this show is The Collapse is, is Accelerating. Give us your thoughts, your observations, your analysis of the situation at hand in the United States. And, and we record this in early March, 2022, because people listen to these shows, you know, years later. So I wanted to put a timestamp on it, basically. Well, and we have a lot of international strange things happening, catastrophic things happening, I think, that will play into that as well. Exactly. So, John, what are you seeing? And uh, you, you've you been 
a big proponent of the fact, I think it's an indisputable fact, that the collapse isn't coming. We're in it. We're in the collapse right now. What do you see that would lead a reasonable person to believe that the collapse is accelerating? Oh, uh, the fantastic question and a line of thinking. My very first video was the 10 top things that would cause uh, the end of the world as we know it, or SHTF is another phrase that's very popular that I like to use. And I listed 10 different things thinking, thinking Glenn, that just one of them could happen. Hmm. And as time has progressed since 2013, the last 10 years, we're now looking at a total systemic collapse heading into a dystopian nightmare as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we can start, you can look at the economy, basically business. You could look at the finance sector, which is the banking system. You can look at the investment sector, which I consider a little different. Uh, the monetary system, the military, the legal system. You're a lawyer, I'm sure you are pleasantly disgusted at all of the interesting rulings that are going on. Look at our education. Look at geopolitics. We're, we're suffering under some heavy, heavy, heavy changes coming from geopolitics. The globalist movement uh, under Klaus Schwab, the Davos boys, the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the it's, it's incredible, right? The, everything that used to be considered conspiracy, it's come out. This great reset that uh, the, the World Economic Forum, which is you know, headed by Klaus Schwab, they have politicians in this along with business, you know, globalist business owners, and they're all pushing for something. And none of it, I believe, is good for us. And we're seeing the consequences. I mean, even the, the summer of love of 2020, hmm. when all of the riots were going, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of riots across America, separate distinct riots, were supported financially by and encouraged by both business and politician leaders nationally and internationally. And people say, oh, it's fine, everything's fine. And I haven't even mentioned the dreaded Cerveza bug. In fact, what do you call it on your show? I wanna make sure I don't say a bad word. Oh, since uh, we don't have all the, the previous hits and uh, that you do, all the strikes that you do, we, we just call it coronavirus because um, I know you are on sort of like semi-probation. You have to use code words to not trip their algorithm. So you call it the Cerveza bug. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm down to one strike and it disappears in five days. Oh, then I'll good. have zero strikes on YouTube again. Oh, a free um, man. Oh, and you've maybe social credit scores might be something else <laughs> as part of a collapse, right? Oh, good golly. Uh, before I even left California, and, and sorry to California, I left. Um, I was running into social credit score companies that were creating that system. And that was a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, and, and you know what's funny? is I actually had a very high social credit score. It's almost like they missed my entire alter ego here yeah. uh, in the media world. <laughs> Good for you. Stay, staying low, low key. <laughs> I sure hope it's considered low key, but you know, um, I'd, I'd rather live free uh, and suffer the consequences than live as a slave and suffer those consequences. That's right. And we won't say which state you live in, but you now live in a red state. So good on you. Good for you for being part of the exodus. Uh, yes. Thank you. Uh, I, I had to get out of California. I was tired of being cold way up in extreme Northern California, Glenn. It's, it's similar to Montana, but probably not quite as cold. We had winters and I think the worst low ever was negative 22 in the last you know 20 years I was there. Very cold. Hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad to be in the warm, let's call it the South, somewhere between Texas and North Carolina. Okay. There you go. So I have a question for you, John. And I don't know you. I haven't, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't watched your channel. I haven't listened to any of your material. So I'm very, I always like asking people this question. And, um, and I think th that you would have different answers maybe a few years ago than you do now. But if somebody is brand, brand, brand new to prepping and they're watching what's happening right now and they're going, holy crow, what do I do? What can I, and I'm sure you get this question all the time, but I think it's worth asking what can somebody do right now let's say five things that they can do right now to help them get ahead exponentially for what's coming um part of my daily mantra believe it or not is to speak to the newbies the new preppers the new newly awake the red pilled 
I speak to them in every show because it, it's part of the message that goes for not only new uh, people, but also us older salty types. And that is you need to cover what Maslow talked about. He's a philosopher, a thinker, and he said, you know, there's this basic pyramid called a Maslowian uh, pyramid. And you have to have step one taken care of before you can get to step two. So step one is you need food, water, shelter, clothing. And uh, in modern times, we have medicine, so I now include medicine in that. And then also self-protection. Um, in a standard tribal scenario or small town village, uh, everyone relies on each other for, for preservation or protection. Uh, in today's crazy uh, potential for Mad Max, you know, you get a bunch of uh, youthful, exuberant morons coming down your street. And uh, you could be in a heap of big trouble, big time. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to need your own preservation, your own protection. But right off the bat, what I would say the most important thing you can do is get enough food just to get through a month in case there's interruptions in delivery, uh, period. Now, where this is beneficial is right now we're experiencing massive inflation. Massive inflation. I mean, they said seven and a half percent, and I just huh. kind of laughed at my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. What a uh, joke. So food is now an incredible resource to have in case we have supply chain disruptions, which could happen anytime. And we've, we've been shown that, but it's also an investment. If food goes up seven, 10, 20, how about, how about 50 or a hundred percent, which is what I've experienced. Hmm. Uh, what name an investment on Wall Street that goes up over 10% a year, 50% or 100%? They're hard to find. Mm -hmm. Yep. But food, food is something you can buy. Not only is it insurance, it is an investment. And I would also recommend that people, uh, now your country folk, and I lived out in the country, I had a water well. The water was so pure, it was incredible. But if you're on city water, I would definitely recommend getting uh, a water filtration system like the Berkey water filter, uh, just to remove any potential chemicals that are put in there, uh, any, any residual chemicals or pharmaceuticals that are dissolved in the aquifer or the supply stream. And so getting that food and water, those are two very basic things. And uh, I've said in the past, you know, everyone usually has typically the right clothes and they have a, a nice house or someplace. There's your shelter and your clothing. Uh, and then, of course, self-defense. Uh, I've said you don't have to be uh, a Marine. You don't have to be a rifle expert to protect yourself. You just have to get some training and put in the time and practice and you'll be very efficient. Uh, now, as far as uh, obtaining self-defense items, uh, having one should, I would think, be sufficient. If things get out of hand and you are suitably equipped to protect yourself, that means there's going to be other people out there who are laying down, no longer moving, and won't need their self-defense or their <laughs> offense item they were planning on using on you. So I think there's going to be a lot of homeless guns out there after a couple of weeks of stupid or, shall we say, Mad Max lawlessness out there. So you don't have to have a, a house full of guns. You just need what you need to protect yourself. And the idiots out there, the lawless idiots will provide additional help. Battlefield pickups. Yes, yep. sir. That's right. And keep going. Keep going. This is good stuff. <laughs> well, I, I want to stop. Catch my breath. Yeah. Uh, as a, as a YouTuber, I do an hour show in the afternoon. Every day, I do a monologue Q&A, but I also do two other videos in the morning, uh, typically 10 to 20 minutes each. Sometimes I get a little long-winded, so I can speak at great lengths uh, without taking a break because that's my job. So I want to stop make sure you guys don't have additional questions or if you want to run down some tangential um, uh, tertiary type lines. I do. I'm going to, we have about four minutes before we have to take a break. And I think that'll give you some time to, to kind of get your, your, a good answer in here, or we can take into the other half. So right now we are sitting here in the United States watching, you know, a world war, the beginnings of what we're all fearful is a world war happening with the Russia attacking Ukraine. We've heard lots of talk on the news about potential nuclear war, gas prices going through the roof, economies crashing, you know, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. What do you see? 
with your lifelong experience watching these things happen, what do you see as us as preppers need to pay attention to in all of this right now? Give me five things. Uh, Number one, you need to be very familiar with the 10 mile radius around your house. That probably doesn't include Ukraine or Russia. (laughs) The reason I say that is when you look outside, that's that's your world. Literally, I I do the same thing. I look outside, I climb out of the bunker, put my head up like a groundhog (laughs) and uh, see my shadow and go, hey, you know, this is what I got to deal with. So again, uh, I'm aware and I make sure that our audience is fully aware of everything around the world that we can uh, that's relative to the discussion points. But number one, know your area, know the socioeconomic conditions, you know, be aware of changes in your area. You know, I go through the store and even though I go in and I buy very specific items, I go up and down each row and I check the shelves, make sure everything's normal. Okay, so yeah, things are crazy in Russia and Ukraine and that's a topic I think we need to keep coming back to several times. But number one, know your area. What good does it do you to know Russia and Ukraine if you're not prepared at home with, you know, limited amount of food to help you and you don't know the area you're in? Uh, So moving past that, now we look over and and I'll take a bite out of the big enchilada with you. I know we're coming up on a hard break, but um, the same thing exists today that existed prior to the collapse of the communist Soviet Union. And that is the fact that they have a nuclear arsenal that when combined with the United States government's nuclear arsenal could cook us like a chicken a hundred times over. So they still have nuclear deterrence. We still have nuclear deterrence. And so the idea of lobbing a couple of those out there could end up in a cascade of destruction that could blow us back to not even having the wheel anymore. So Hmm. I am not afraid of a nuclear exchange. I really am not any more than I was when I was a kid and I learned what nuclear deterrence was all about in the Cold War. So again, not short of nuclear war, um, yeah, I'm not too I'm not too worried about that. But there's a lot more I think that could fall out, to borrow that expression from the nuke age. I think we got a lot more to be concerned about with Russia and Ukraine and I bet we'll get into more of that. Awesome. So yeah, that we're going to hear the rest of this. We're list. just getting warmed up on oh, this five wow. things. I, I love how Shelby's just like so demanding. Like, give me five things. Well, yeah, I mean that's a good host right there. If, well, we could go on to fifty things, but which, yeah. anyway. <laughs> so really quick though, before we take a break, we're going to have uh, we're going to ask John about the rest of that list on the other side of the break. But real quick, uh, we want to give a wonderful shout out to our great and awesome sponsors, uh, two awesome people, Jared Savick, uh, realtor in Montana, and Lizzie McDaniel, realtor in Tennessee. You can check them out at redstate-realtor.com. My kind CBD, great folks over there. Numana Foods specialize in getting your freeze-dried foods packed up and ready to go in your deep preps. Minutemen Coffee. I might have had quite a bit of that today. Tack Niner. EMP Shield. You can find all of these folks and coupon codes that go with them. They're listed at Friends and Affiliates on our website, which is prepping2-0.com. Folks, we're going to ask John about the rest of this list, and I'm curious now um, at the on the other side of the break. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. You are only as safe as your gear. Rely on TAC Niner, premium tactical survival gear. Visit TAC Niner on Amazon. It's spelled T-A-C, the digit nine E-R. Tactical gloves, lights, poles, trenching, and more. See the full line. Visit TAC Niner on Amazon. Gear up and save money when you mention Glenn and Shelby. Use the code TAC9RP20 at checkout and save 20% on tactical gloves. TAC Niner, premium, high-performance survival gear that is built to last. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com 
Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Thanks for joining us, folks. We're hearing from our guest, John, from The Prepared Mind, about how the collapse is accelerating in the current world stage. But first, Glenn has something to say. You need an unfair advantage. Why play fair, right? When your life is on the line, uh, being fair isn't really what you should be concerned about. An unfair advantage is body armor. There are two kinds of body armor, expensive and affordable. KD Armor, which stands for Come and Take It, C-A-T-I, Come and Take It Armor, provides uh, steel body armor that is affordable. It's a little bit heavy, but unless you're going to be up in the uh, 10,000 foot mountains of uh, Afghanistan, it's not going to be much of a concern for you. Body armor is the thing, the thing that when Ukraine was asking for non-lethal aid for their soldiers, the thing they wanted the most was body armor. And that should tell you how important it is. It's especially important for manning a static position. If you're uh, doing defensive things, a, a checkpoint, a roadblock, something like that. I used to think that body armor was only for tactical guys, not regular guys like me. And I was mistaken. Anything that can save your life that is affordable and reasonable, you should give yourself that unfair advantage. So go and look up Katie Armor, C-A-T Armor, Com, but the best place to look them up is on our uh, website, prepping2-0.com, friends and affiliates page. It'll tell you on there when you click on their logo that if you use the coupon code GRANT, you get 10% off. So check out Katie Armor. I also wanted to mention the Spotlight, the Firearms Radio Network Spotlight Show. We're going to spotlight one of the 23 shows that they have. Every week we're going to do one of them. And because we don't play favorites, we're going to go in alphabetical order. And the first one up is the After Action Project. 
they do, they uh, have some podcasts up that are about training and mindset and even gunsmithing. Really good sort of gun 2.0 uh, topics, right? I mean, not just the the basics, but um, it looks like a very interesting podcast, the After Action Project. So they are Firearms Radio Network Spotlight of the week. So, John, continue with your uh, list of five things. You were on number two. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Shelby, for yeah, putting me on the spot. Give me five things. Yeah. I'm like, what if I have seven? Well, then give us seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give you, I'll finish out five and then we'll just keep going. If you want to, I mean, yeah. you just bring up a topic and we'll run into it. I'm so used to flowing from topic to topic. You know, I just put out some bullet points and then there's, it used to, oh man, but before we get into the other three, I used to get chided by these knuckleheads. We now call them trolls, right? Chided by these guys. What are you going to talk about now? Because that didn't happen and that's not a problem. I was like, you never run out of things to talk about. Look at, I mean, every day now, every day today, I have like a month's worth of material that used to, I used to burn for a whole month. Now I get it all every day. Sometimes from, from broadcast to broadcast, I never run out. There's so much going on. So let's get back into Russia. Number one, or this is number three, rather, um, is, is the, the thoughts about what is happening, who really made Putin mad? And the big question, right, why? Why did they do that, right? Uh, this idea that that COVID, that that great <clears throat> lie that, it's, that it was going to kill us all came out, and they've been pushing that for two years. We're hitting the two-year, the anniversary right about now, uh, two years. And it's running out of steam and the, the vaccination is demonstrably not working, ineffective, and itself has huge health risks and they're needing a distraction right there. And so what a, what a great opportunity to aggravate Russia, who has been, by the way, hated by the entire West and the globalists and the United States. And by West, I mean Europe. Um, just, they've been punishing him since the Soviet Union fell, keeping sanctions on him, trying to keep Russia down. And by the way, I'm not pro-Russia, I'm pro-freedom. And anybody who's against freedom is going to get my ire. Anyways, so they've been they've been expanding into Russia. I just want to cover this. And Putin knows it, doesn't like it. And they're on his doorstep and have been on his doorstep since the end of the Obama regime. And knowing they need a massive distraction, all they had to do was keep pushing and asking for NATO to enter Ukraine. And that was that was the red line for Putin. And he went off, you know, and they were saying, hey, look, we've got the Donbass agreement, the peace agreement. We're not going to invade Ukraine. He kept saying we're not going to invade. And, and for two weeks, Biden, President Biden, you know, Gigi, I call him Gigi, Gigi Biden there was saying, um, anytime now, anytime now, anytime now, Russia is going to invade Ukraine. And he didn't. And there's, there were memes out, jokes. Ukraine, I'm sorry, the, the, the Russian diplomats and Putin himself were trolling Biden like, hey, we haven't invaded yet. So they must have said something or made a move that really, really uh, gave Putin a, a swift kick to the uh, Ganads and caused him to say, that's it, we're rolling. And that was it, they were rolling in. Now, um, I think it had to do, and this is point number four, if you will, I believe it had to do with NATO. Now I'm gonna read off a list of 14 different nations. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, Slovenia, Croatia, Montenegro, Albania, North Macedonia, and Bulgaria. All those were former Eastern Bloc countries I believe, or closely associated with it. And they joined NATO and they are very close to Russia. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Putin had had enough. That, that, all those countries joined NATO since 1997. And let's include Turkey in that now as well. Turkey is now uh, NATO and they weren't before. They're a more modern, uh, modern addition. And they were also an ally of Russia. So funny, Turkey gets weapons high-grade weapons, expensive weapons from both the United States and from Russia. Uh, I guess they're playing both sides pretty well here. But, um, yeah, this this effort to cause this war 
has been exacerbated. And a big part of this is uh, NATO moving right up as close as they can to Russia. They're touching Russia up there in Estonia, Latvia, and um, essentially Lithuania. But they've got Belarus. Belarus is heavily Russian allied. And Ukraine has been, and I want to be, I want to be gentle and delicate here. Um, Ukraine has been a gold mine, a, a money pit for the West to plunder, and they've been plundering it. It is incredibly rich in natural resources, mineral resources, as well as agricultural resources. And Western governments have been in there. And, and I mean, we've got Hunter Biden was was a board member of their energy company, Burisma, with zero executive experience, zero energy experience. I could have gone in there with half my brain tied behind my back and done a much better job at whatever he was doing. And I don't even know what he was doing, but that's Hunter Biden, right? Mr. Crackpipe. <laughs> uh, and I have to be nice and, and not get too crazy on my name calling here. But they've been in there basically plundering Ukraine right on Russia's border. And But once they said, we're going to move NATO in there, we want them to become a NATO country, that's when you know Putin said, that's enough of this. Now, my final thing I'd like to talk about, well, for the, the five, Shelby's five. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm, I'm getting a little long here, but I oh, want to do this last right. one, and then oh, you yeah. guys can, you can uh, respond, retort, if you will. Uh, as we're actually funding Russia's efforts to, <laughs> to remove or denazify, as the Russians said, they want to denazify Ukraine. You see uh, Biden cut off the <clears throat> pipeline coming out of Canada the Keystone Pipeline, which was going to bring incredibly inexpensive oil right down into the heart of our country so we could process that. We were very energy independent the day before Biden took office. The day after, he kills the pipeline, stops exploration, stops a lot of production in our country, and we go from being a net exporter to a net importer. Uh, meanwhile, the Middle East is actually having an oil crisis, which very few people are aware of, and Russia begins supplying the world with oil and gas, natural gas. Uh, Europe is its primary, its largest customer, but um, the United States is now buying more oil than ever, and we have no choice but to buy it from Mother Russia. Uh, Qatar or Qatar, um, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and other countries over there in the Middle East have said, we are not going to increase our oil production. Once again, I think it's because they got a problem. But be that as it may, they're saying, we're not going to give you more oil, Biden. Go pound sand. And I think they meant that literally. <laughs> and, mm, yeah. and so now we're buying Russian oil. And the oil prices shot up 100% since Biden took office. So who is making bank? It would be Russia and Putin. They're getting paid by us huge amounts of money. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. If you believe that those sanctions included energy, oil, you're incorrect. And in fact, Jen Psaki, who I like to call uh, peppermint uh, communist or communist peppermint baddie, uh, and a lot of other names I have for her, which aren't really you know nice, but she's not a nice person for lying to us so much. She was called to the carpet on that today and did not have a good answer why we're actually funding Russia by buying their oil so that they can take that money, turn around and finance their efforts to denazify Ukraine. It's a very interesting thing. We're actually fighting both sides of this war by paying Russia and then giving or gifting weaponry to Ukraine to create an incredible distraction so that we can forget about COVID-19 and the, uh, the uh, vaccine, the death vaccine. Anyways, I'll stop there and see what you guys have to say. Well, I would like you to talk about inflation and you've already brought it up, you know, food prices and everything. I would like you I would like to get your thoughts on the possibility or the probability of hyperinflation and what that would mean for this country. Ooh, OK, uh, you know, I, I love history in school. I hated history, Glenn. I love history, though, and I love to look back at history for examples uh, that we can draw so that we've got near term, far, and then what the heck is happening today? Um, inflation. Inflation has actually uh, been referred to as a hidden tax or a, a, a secret tax because uh, let's just say we have a 3% uh, inflation. You have $100,000 in the bank 
If you just leave it sit there in one year, it loses $3,000 in purchasing power because of 3% inflation. Now, the Federal Reserve Bank likes to keep it somewhere between two and three because they say that's good for the economy. I say that's another tax. Right, so they're punishing holding cash. Now, inflation, as, as stated earlier, the government says, well, in 2021, we only had 7.5% inflation. And, and economists everywhere, you know, they chuckled, you know, and they're like, okay, you know, Biden and, and the government, I guess, all take the same medication and drink the same Kool-Aid that is laced with a lot of alcohol because that number is way too low. So the uh, CPI com um uh, consumer pricing index, uh, if I remember that correctly, uh, they 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 pick like 20 different items out of the economy and then compare their prices year on year to decide, to determine how much things have gone up in cost. Well, somehow they managed to forget all those things that you and I see every day, like the cost of a gallon of gas, a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, a pound of hamburger, a pound of steak, right? Uh, just basic items to get by, things that we all need. Um, so we're seeing inflation. And in fact, in my opinion, to see things go up 50% in a year, fuel where I'm at has gone up in a year almost 100%, depending on which gas station you look at. It is incredible. So we're seeing it. Now, um, it's here. And I think it's going to only get worse. Uh, just the other day, and your viewers or your audience may have caught it, may not have, because it was said very quietly. The Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve Board, Jerome Powell, let it slip that it's okay uh, that that the world can have more than one reserve currency. Are you the serious? The dollar is used to uh, settle all debts. He said this out loud? Are you uh, kidding well, me? Uh, I caught it right there in the media, Glenn. Oh my goodness gracious, this is huge. Describe why. Describe why it's such a big deal. And of course, deal. it was played down. Yeah, explain to people why this is a big deal. And I'm just hearing about this for the first time. I'm embarrassed. Oh, well, don't be embarrassed. It was, it was, it was very much buried by the mainstream media. They don't want to let stuff like that out big time. Now, the world reserve currency is the United States dollar. It's, it's actually, it's also nicknamed uh, the petrodollar. And again, history is important here. Back in the 1960s, the United States government. Uh, valued every dollar based on an ounce of gold. It was called the gold standard. So there could only be as many dollars out there as there was gold in Fort Knox, literally. And what happened is the rest of the world started catching on. There's an awful lot of dollars flowing around out here. So what smart countries did, like France, for example, is they would send a ship across the ocean loaded with U.S. dollars, and they would demand payment. They would go to what was called the gold window in, in New York, and they would demand payment, and they were taking gold back to France. Well, as can be imagined, uh, this was putting the hurt on our gold supply. And so Nixon closed the gold window, took us off the gold standard in the 70s, 1971. And if you remember 1971, when they did that, we were visited with hyperinflation. We, you know, we started going up. I'm maybe not hyperinflation, how about just really, really painful inflation? Um, it was bad. Uh, but that, you know, he took us off the gold standard and we ended up going on what became known as the petrodollar. That is that the dollar would no longer be redeemable in gold, but the dollar was going to be used to settle all debts international. So if you wanted a gallon of, or rather a barrel of oil, uh, a nation would buy millions of barrels, but uh, you would have to pay for that oil with U.S. dollars. So the nation of France could not use gold to buy the oil. They had to use U.S. dollars. So once again, this forced the entire world to exchange their currency for dollars and trade and get dollars. And then let's say France wanted to do business with Germany or France wanted to do business with Japan or Japan wanted to do business with England, they would all trade dollars back and forth because it was the universal currency. It became the global, um, the global currency, if you will, right? The world reserve currency, meaning everyone wants the dollar. It's the most accepted, most trustworthy dollar uh, or, or, or currency out there. And so that has allowed the United States uh, to flood the world with dollars, right? That other nations had to, had to pay for, they had to get them somehow, right? Well, 
So all of these dollars out here, Glenn, have been out since 1971, floating around the world. And if we are no longer going to be the world reserve currency because the Federal Reserve and the United States Treasury, because of their policies and actions, if we're no longer the world reserve currency, what's going to happen with all these dollars, man? They're going to come back to the United States. So let's just say France, Japan, and England all want to buy some American products that we export. Automobiles. You know, what else do we export, Glenn? Rap music. Rap music <laughs> and uh, bad social programs. <laughs> so any business they do with the U.S., they're going to pay for with U.S. dollars. But, but what? They're not going to want those dollars back. They won't need to take those dollars back. They don't need those dollars anymore to buy oil. They can just go right to Saudi Arabia or Russia, if you will, and trade directly and settle debts in other ways. So no one's going to need the dollar anymore. In fact, it was hinted just yesterday. Here's another one for you. Saudi Arabia, or was it the United Arab Emirates? One of those two. I believe it was the Saudis basically said, we may not need to buy U.S. Treasury bonds, Treasury bills, T-bills, bonds. Uh, that is another way the U.S. government has gotten its cash, or rather the Federal Reserve gets dollars overseas. They say we need a billion dollars in U.S. cash. And so, you know, the, the, you know, the government sells T-bills, negotiable, negotiable instruments. And so that's how they flood the world with dollars and the dollars are all gonna come back. Now, once again, if, if there is um, an abundance, an overabundance of cash floating around, it doesn't seem to be as rare or as valuable anymore. It's like, it's like uh, going to the beach and bringing your own sand. <laughs> Hmm. And you get to the beach and they're like, uh, we don't need your sand. Your sand has no value. But in some place that has no sand, for example, that sand would be very valuable. So, yeah, we're going to have <laughs> we're going to have dollars all over the place and basically looking like sand. Inflation comes, hyperinflation comes. And uh, um, I guess I could stop there. But I do have one more one more way to look at things is I used to believe that, that things going bad was an event. It's actually not an event, it's a process. Hyperinflation is a process. We don't wake up from day to day and all of a sudden our value, our currency is debased by 50% or 100%. It takes months and then years to see these problems build and build and build. And, I, and we're finally now as a nation and a world starting to feel the pain of the monetary policy that's been going on and the spending, the ridiculous amounts of social spending it takes a long time, but now we're actually seeing the effects. And it takes a long time to see the effects and equally it takes a long time to solve the problem. It's not like you can sign an executive order and make inflation go away. So this is, and I hate this phrase, but it is accurate, the new normal. And when inflation is ridiculous, when a pound of hamburger is a hundred bucks a pound, and you are still making the same amount of money you're making at your job because, of course, wages don't rise at the same level as inflation. Um, you've now got a real problem on your hands when it comes to feeding your family. And guess what that means? It means a breakdown of society. It means massive crime waves. It means all kinds of economic disruption, people losing their jobs because they used to have a job that relied on people coming in and buying stuff. Now, if you got to pay a hundred bucks a pound for hamburger, you can't, you know, go and buy whatever else it is you may want because you got to have the hamburger. Now, of course, if you're like me and Shelby, you got some beef cows from a local farmer at three bucks a pound two years ago. So, you know, that's, that's what prepping's all about. But yeah, and Shelby has something. So as we listen to this, and, and I'm going to go back and borrow from something you said earlier. Um, now that we know that this is going on all over the world, especially in the financial and economic markets, and the devaluing of the dollar and the and the and the economic crisis that's coming, if you can do it, you got four minutes, <laughs> and we can carry into the after show, John. What are top five things that preppers can do right now? to affect the, their homestead, their home, so that and, and prep for this. What are five things people can do to prep? For the, for the coming, for this coming economic collapse right. that we're living in right now. Okay, yeah, number one, again, food. Uh, I recommend, I mean, have a month just to deal with some supply chain issues. Have three months to deal with um, 
say, um, some bad social actions going on. Uh, ideally, I think people should have a year's worth of food that they store and that they rotate in. Um, if if food goes up tremendous in cost, then um, the food you have is acting as an investment, allowing you to save capital. So when you have to choose between some new shoes for my kid to go to school or do we eat some some meat and some real food for dinner, you've got that spare food, some extra food lined up. And so you can get those shoes for your kid or whatever it is you need and you have to do. Because yeah, as inflation affects us, and, and Glenn described this, uh, the, the cost of everything goes up, but your salary never increases at the same rate as inflation, and certainly not hyperinflation, putting us all in a bad position where we have to start making choices. Yeah. And, and if you need both items and you can only afford one, you're in big trouble. Having that food is a guarantee, it's insurance, it's an investment. And then, of course, be sure and rotate that. Any new food you buy, put behind the old food, move the old stuff forward, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, number one, get that food. Um, the second thing I, I want to talk about, you know, what can you do to prepare? And I know I'm running out of time, so just give me the old beeparoo when, if, if I, yeah, if you I run too you long. About a minute. Yeah. <laughs> or actually 30 seconds. So, yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, two minutes, actually. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I recommend um, also barter items, uh, items that you can use because as, as things get kind of crazy, shortages are out there. You may have some items that seem relatively uh, cheap now that could be very desirable and help you trade or exchange them for something that you do need later that you missed. And, uh, of course, everyone uh, loves their favorite thing called alcohol, whether your drink is uh, rum or uh, gin or whiskey or scotch or even vodka, dare I say. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an item that's, that's easy to trade and has value always. Awesome. You know, someone may not want to trade for a can of Spam, but they certainly might trade, you know, for a, a, a fifth of whiskey. Awesome. So I want to hear more about this when we come back after the break. But John, really quick, if people wanted to find your channel, find your website, remind us again, where would they look? Uh, go to YouTube, type in The Prepared Mind, and then the word channel also, The Prepared Mind channel, and look for my icon, which is my face with a cigar stuffed in it and some smoke. And then also our other place to find me would be the preparedmind.club. So you can be part of the club and it's a free club to join. And we've got a lot of items on there that help you compare. We've got product reviews. And of course, you can get pricing to compare. Sometimes we get things and we can actually um, save you some money. So, you know, that's a nice place to go. Awesome. Folks, we're going to take this into the after show. We have so many things. I'm just sitting here taking this all in. So we're going to ask John some more questions and hear some more of his thoughts in the after show. But don't forget from Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.